Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans. This is episode number 17 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. It is Tuesday evening, just a couple of minutes after the Rangers pick up a 3-2 overtime victory in the Garden against the hated division rival Pittsburgh Penguins. Capo Caco sending Blue Shirts fans happy with his second goal of the night, scoring in overtime off of a beautiful pass from Adam Fox. Capo Caco really coming into his own and just a fun, fun win tonight. It wasn't perfect. You know, there were times where the Penguins really dominated the play. Really a bad second period for the Rangers. They really had no answers for the Penguins during that time. They surrender a 2-0 lead and ultimately wind up in overtime. But they survive all that. They find a way to get it done. And even when it looked like Pittsburgh had taken total control of this game, the Rangers able to answer back, able to get the better play for most of the third period and 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 continue that into the overtime period. And like we said, you know, Capo Caco really starting to come into his own. We preached, you know, having some patience. He's only 18 years old. He's the the second pick of the draft this year, and obviously there are tremendous expectations that come with that. But we we talked about being patient with Caco, and he's really finding it. It's not just the goals. You can tell his confidence is growing out there. He's, He's dangerous with the puck every time he gets it. He's making good passes. He's making good decisions. Loving what I'm seeing from Capo Caco, and he gets rewarded kind of his first, you know, signature moment as a New York Ranger tonight. You know, he scored a couple of other times earlier in the season, but to score in overtime and have a two-goal performance and get the overtime winner against, you know, a big-time division rival, that is good, good stuff right there. And you just got to be thrilled for Capo Caco coming up big when his team needs him and giving the Rangers a big win tonight in overtime, like we said, against a division rival. So we'll go ahead and we'll just go period by period as we typically do, you know, in the episode after the Rangers play a game. So first period starts, first real scoring opportunity belongs to the Rangers. Buchnevich kind of split the defenseman after Fox broke up a play in his own zone. He sent a long pass through the neutral zone and Buchnevich gets a chance. Couple of rebound opportunities. Heedle almost put, puts it home, but Murray comes up with an impressive series of saves, keeps the game scoreless. And then the Penguins force a turnover. Brian Russ intercepts an outlet pass from Brady Shea, and Russ passes to his left to Evgeny Malkin, but Georgiev makes a big stop on the doorstep. He hadn't really been tested. We're about four or five minutes into the game at this point, and this is the first shot on goal for the Penguins. But Georgiev, you know, despite not being active early in this game, up to the task, keeps the puck out of the net. So still scoreless. I should also mention this. Ryan Lindgren is back out there, and he he returned to their most recent game as well against the Panthers. But if you remember, he took a big hit from Brian Boyle in that game and had to leave the game for just a little while. So Lindgren, apparently, he had a rib popped out on that play. He goes into the training room, and they pop the rib back in. I've never even heard of this. Every now and then you'll hear, like you know, sometimes like in football or even in hockey, you know, somebody will separate their shoulder and they'll either, you know, pop it back in themselves or, you know, the trainers will do it and, and they're no worse for the wear at that point. But I have never even heard of this. I didn't know that a rib could just simply be popped back in the way they described it. So, but bottom line, I mean, Ryan Lindgren, obviously a really tough kid. You know, he barely missed what, like one or two shifts against the Panthers and he's back out here again tonight and, and playing well again. So, you know, all the credit in the world to him for, for gutting it out in the last game as he did and, and coming back strong with another game here. So we move forward just a couple minutes. Panarin receives a pass from Buchnevich. He makes a few slick dekes and he shoots from the doorstep. But Matt Murray makes another really nice point-blank save. Murray got off to a good start in this game. Murray was, was really good pretty much all night. Um, you know, the Rangers ended up taking a 2 nothing lead into the first intermission. But 
probably could have been worse if uh, if Murray didn't come out of the gate strong as he did. But the Rangers do eventually break through. Brendan Lemieux finds the puck in his own zone. He's kind of along the boards, and he passes like to his right and just straight up the ice to Capo Caco. He springs Caco on the breakaway. Just a really hard pass, puts it right on the tape, and Caco's got nobody in front of him except the goalie. Caco brings it in. He makes a few slick moves, and he deposits a backhand shot into the twine, giving the Rangers a one to nothing lead. Caco's stick handling, man, it's just uncanny. I mean, you can, you know, it's plays like this that make you realize... Like, yeah, that, that's why this guy went second overall in the draft. Uh, the talent level is just through the roof, and it was on display here. And if you remember, against the Panthers in the last game, Kako took his first career, uh, you know, shootout, oper- shootout chance, and he scored on it to keep the game alive, and he looked great on that, and he looked great on this. So word to the wise, if you're playing the Rangers, do not let Kako get behind the defense because it looks like he's the, the type of player that's going to make you pay for it. Murray really had no chance on this. Just a couple of brilliant moves on the doorstep by Kako, and, you know, he scores, and the Rangers are up one nothing. And I do have to also give big-time credit to Brendan Lemieux here because this this he didn't have a lot of margin for error here. It's a very long pass. He's in his own zone, and Kako received this pass almost, you know, almost at the Penguins' blue line, maybe, like, just in front of it. So a really long pass, a really hard pass. He put it right on the money. Kako did not have to break stride. It was perfect. And Kako, you know, obviously goes in. He takes care of the rest, and the Rangers are up one to nothing. So we're less than eight minutes into this game, and the Rangers are out shooting the Penguins fifteen to one. Really, just skating circles around them here for pretty much this whole first period. Uh, but the Rangers do take a penalty with eleven fifty one left in the opening period. Brett Howden goes off for hooking. And if you missed our last episode, we did a crossover episode with Hunter from Locked On Penguins. Big shout out to him. That was that was a ton of fun. But we talked about the Penguins' woes on the power play. They came into this game 0 for their last 26, and it goes to 0 for 27 here as the Rangers kill off the man advantage. And really, not really a ton of scoring opportunities for the Penguins on this power play. Penguins get an opportunity at the equalizer. Simon kind of dishes from the corner to Evgeny Malkin. Malkin receives the pass at the top of the left circle. He immediately shoots, but Georgiev makes what was probably his best save, at least to this point in the game. I think he had a couple ones better, but a really nice save here. Sliding to his right, making the save. He holds the puck, does not allow a rebound, and preserves the one nothing lead. Penguins get their second power play opportunity of the first period when the Rangers take a penalty with 2.42 to go. We've talked about this enough. You guys know, I know, everybody knows the Rangers are taking too many penalties, and they're taking too many penalties, certainly in the offensive zone when you know, you really don't need to be hooking guys and tripping them down and all that. But, you know, I've, I've talked enough about that. We'll save we'll save another, you know, too many penalties rant for another day. But this one's on Artemi Panarin. He's trying to steal the puck away in the attacking zone and, you know, just ends up taking the guy down and he goes off for two minutes. But this ends up being a key sequence in the game because not only do the Rangers kill the power play and really no, no great scoring opportunities to speak of for the Penguins during that power play, but the Rangers themselves end up scoring with 10 seconds remaining to take a 2-0 lead into the break. Uh, we'll talk about the penalty kill first. Uh, Ryan Strom got a, got a key clear during the man advantage, shoots it all the way down the ice. And then later in the penalty kill, a big hit by Liber Hayek in the corner, and he clears the puck himself. So the Penguins at that point now 0 for their last 28 on the power play. And then time is winding down in the second period. Uh, we get to about 10 seconds remaining. Panarin makes a pass from the left face-off circle to the right face-off circle to Adam Fox. 
Fox receives the pass. He's kind of still moving forward. His momentum is carrying him toward the net. He delays for just a second, and he just blisters a wrist shot into the twine. Top shelf goal, 2-0 Rangers with 10 seconds left in the first period, and they take that 2-0 lead into the break. So we move to the second period, and you know, as much as the Rangers dominated that first period there, and as good as they looked, this game just took a complete 180 because it is all Penguins for the next 20 minutes. And as, as dominant as the Rangers were, and as much as they enjoyed, you know, the, the better of play in the first period, I think the Penguins dominated to an even larger degree here in the second period. They come out, and, you know, they're, they're just firing on all cylinders. It looks like a different team, and I felt like I was watching, you know, a different game here at this point. It takes just a minute and 13 seconds for the Penguins to break through on the score sheet. Justin Schultz scoring from a difficult angle. And really, you know, the Rangers were just kind of back on their heels here. The Penguins, you know, they got in on the forecheck. They kept the puck pinned deep in the Rangers zone. The Ranger skaters had been out there for a long time. They just couldn't get the puck away from the Penguins. Penguins make them pay. Schultz scores his second goal of the season. And just like that, it's 2-1. to one. The Rangers do get a decent scoring chance, though. A couple of minutes later here, Artemi Panarin sends a centering pass to Jacob Truba, and Truba shoots from the high slot. The puck just kind of sticks in Murray's glove, and he hangs on for a stoppage. Like we said, you know, both goalies really playing very well tonight, and Murray kept the uh, kept the Penguins in this game early, and later in the game, we'll talk about this later, but in the third period, I thought Georgi have played very well kept the Rangers from giving up the lead. I mean, the game was tied at that point, but kept the Penguins from taking the lead. So yeah, good goaltending play on, on both ends of the rink really all night here. And the Rangers to this point in the game just, just getting killed by the Penguins in the face-off department. And this is one game after they played the Panthers and the Panthers won 76% of the face-offs. And it's funny because we did that episode, you know, earlier in the week where we kind of took a look at where the Rangers stand, you know, in a variety of different stats across the board, how they stack up against other teams in the NHL. And one of the things that stood out as a positive was, you know, all four of the Rangers centers, the guys who have seen most of the time at center and the guys who have taken most of the face-offs, were all winning most of those face-offs. We're all at 50, you know, above 50%. And, you know, kind of got away from them against the Panthers. The Panthers won, you know, nearly every faceoff. To this point in the game, the Penguins are killing the Rangers in the faceoff department. But the Rangers do eventually kind of rally. And as it turns out at the end, the Rangers ended up winning, you know, 49% of the faceoffs. So, you know, I guess you'll take that, you know, because it, it could have been a lot worse tonight. Um, but, yeah, for about a game and a half there, Rangers really, really struggling in faceoffs. It's something we'll keep an eye on going forward. You know, it's just a game and a half. And like we said, the Rangers kind of righted the ship a little bit here and, and fixed everything, you know, as, as it pertains to faceoffs and started winning some faceoffs down the stretch. But we'll keep an eye on that going forward. I think I think it bears, you know, at, at least, uh, you know, monitoring. So that we'll do that. And, uh, you know, we'll see how the Rangers fare in faceoffs next time out. So Schultz gets another opportunity for the Penguins, but Georgiev, really nice save. He kind of lifts his right arm, gets his blocker on it, deflects it up into the netting, and gets a play stoppage. So really nice save there, keeping the score at 2-1 to one for the time being. So we're about midway through the second period to this point. The Rangers do get another scoring opportunity as D'Angelo passes in deep to Buchnevich. Buchnevich is kind of, you know, next to the net there, but unfortunately the pass kind of hit the heel of his stick, and he couldn't just he couldn't get the shot off, couldn't put it home. Still just 2-1 to one Rangers at that point. Back the other way, the Penguins get another opportunity. Evgeny Malkin attempts a behind-the-back pass, and Adam Fox breaks it up, but in so doing, he takes a penalty. And just like that, Penguins go back onto the power play for the third time tonight, and they finally, you know, sort of break the curse here. They were over for their last 28 on the power play, but they do come through here. 
Jared McCann from in deep scores top shelf. The puck, the Rangers were trying to get the puck out of there, and the puck kind of just deflected off the skate of Dominic Simon, and it goes, unfortunately, you know, just a bad break for the Rangers, a bad bounce here. It goes right to Jared McCann, and, you know, he didn't hesitate. He immediately just, you know, teed up a shot, fired, top shelf, 2-2 two to two just like that. Um, you know, a bad break for the Rangers here, but, you know, I can't say that it, it was totally unearned for the Penguins because, as we were saying, you know, they, they've largely dominated the second period. They've been swarming in the Rangers' zone. So, in a roundabout way, you could kind of say that they, they earned that break and they took advantage, and it's 2-2 two to two just like that. About seven minutes and change remaining in the second period. And uh, Adam Fox really had another strong night for the Rangers here. Re- really solid performance from the young defenseman. He took the penalty earlier, but he makes a really nice play here. The Penguins are entering the Rangers zone on a three-on-two break, and they try to make a cross-ice pass, but Fox extends his stick, deflects the puck away, and, you know, prevents a scoring opportunity there. So we're getting late in the second period here, about 33 seconds or so to go. The Penguins work the puck back to the blue line to Peterson, and he takes a shot through traffic, but, you know, kind of threw a sea of bodies there. Georgiev squares it up, makes the save, does not allow a rebound, and the teams indeed head into the break tied 2-2. Two to two. But yeah, I mean, this this there's no other way to describe it. The Penguins thoroughly dominate this second period, and they get back into the game, and it's tied just like that. But, you know, I think at this point, you know, as a Ranger fan, you're looking for that response, man, because, you know, it's a young team. You don't want them to come out to the third period discouraged and kind of thinking that this game has gotten away from them. They have a chance here. They've got a chance to hit the reset button, go into the locker rooms, get a little reprieve here, catch their breath a little bit, come back out strong, because now it's just a 20-minute hockey game. And if you can outplay your opponent for 20 minutes, you walk out with two points. And that's a great opportunity. That's the way you got to look at it. It's a great opportunity. It's a great chance to take down a division rival in in a situation where you're really back on your heels and, and take a well-earned two points and that's what they did, and we'll get into that in just a second. But first, I just want to take a minute and let you guys know that this Locked On podcast is sponsored by Blue Chew. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed by visiting bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Again, that is B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, so we jump into the third period here, and I got to show some more love to Brennan Lemieux. I mean, he just, he takes a beating blocking all these shots, and, you know, the Penguins, they come out strong in the third period. They kind of pick up, at least in the first few minutes here, they kind of pick up where they left off in the second period, and Lemieux just kind of, Marino's got the puck at the blue line, and Lemieux basically just throws out his right leg to block the shot, takes it right off the leg, you know, just, again, sacrificing his body for the team. You got to love somebody who does that. The Rangers playing a little bit better in these first five minutes or so than than they did in the second period, but I, I think the Penguins, to this point, still getting, you know, the slightly better of play. Foss creates an opportunity, though. He goes in on the forecheck. He checks his opponent behind the Penguins' net, forces a turnover. The Ranger top line working really hard to keep it in. Panarin gets the puck in the slot, but it's tightly contested, and the, the puck just kind of rolls away from him and toward the net, and Murray covers it. 
Penguins get an opportunity to take the lead. Kuhn passes out of the corner to Gensel, and Georgiev comes up clutch. A really nice point-blank stop here. The play continues, and the Penguins end up taking a penalty, so the Rangers get their first power play of the evening. There's there's just a scramble in front of the Ranger net, and as as Brendan Lemieux is, is moving toward the puck and, and trying to get out of harm's way, Nick Bugstad just kind of trips him up, and the Rangers, like we said, first man advantage of the night with 14.53 to play in regulation. Not a good power play here, though. Fox, you know, bad turnover in the neutral zone here. He gives the puck away, and then about 20 seconds later, the, the Rangers are trying to gain entry. They are offside. You get the whistle, so nothing doing to this point on the power play. And the Rangers, you know, after the, the next faceoff, they eventually gain entry. They keep the puck in the Penguin zone, but they just can't quite set up shop. You know, the, the puck's being kept. A good penalty kill, really, by the Penguins. They're kind of keeping the puck to the perimeter. And the Rangers finally kind of set up shop with about 30 seconds left. But Panarin has a shot blocked, and eventually the Penguins clear. And just not a good power play overall here. You know, there was never that that instance where it looked like the Rangers were going to score. So, you know, not not the best we've seen from the man advantage this year, but still 2-2, two to two, you got to keep playing. And Jesper Foss gets the best chance, the best Rangers scoring chance that they've had in quite some time. He positions himself in front of the net and deflects the puck, but Murray's somehow able to keep it out. It goes back the other way. Brian Russ kind of charges to the Ranger net. He's kind of coming at it from the side there, but Georgiev makes a really nice point-blank stop. And again, still 2-2, a little bit past the midway point in the third period. The Penguins win the ensuing faceoff in the Rangers zone, and Georgiev comes up big here. He's got to make about three saves in only about 10 seconds or so, and he finally hangs on to get another stoppage. And the Rangers win the next faceoff. They gain the blue line, the Penguins' blue line, Truba passes from along the boards to Hayek, and Hayek rips a shot from the point, but Murray snags it and hangs on. Like we said, you know, both these goalies on top of their game, seeing the puck well, uh, playing with a lot of confidence, and and making some big-time saves in the third period here. And then there was an instance, I got to talk about this. So the Penguins have the puck back in the Rangers' side of the ice, really really back and forth here in the third period, pretty dead even. But Ryan Lindgren, you know, as we know, he, he just caught up from Hartford. Uh, you know, a couple games ago, he's only about five or six games into his his uh, NHL career here. But he's engaged with Evgeny Malkin in front of the Ranger net. And they're battling back and forth, you know, a lot of pushing and shoving. Malkin basically, you know, punches Lindgren in the face because, of course, he did. And so as soon as Malkin does this, he turns his back to Lindgren. And Lindgren just cross-checks Malkin straight to the ice. Uh, big pop from the garden crowd on that one. They, they love seeing that. And I love seeing that because Ryan Lindgren clearly showing he's not going to back down, you know, from a superstar who, who's been in this league for a long time. He's going to mix it up with anybody. He's going to play with that trademark toughness that he brings to the table. And, you know, like we said, you know, going, going, going tit for tat with Evgeny Malkin here. Good stuff. And he ends up getting the better of it. Rangers get an opportunity back the other way. Buchnevich gets a great chance from the doorstep, but unfortunately, you know, the puck is kind of bouncing and he can't quite stuff at home. And then just a couple seconds later, Capo Caco forces a turnover behind the net. He comes in front. He gets the pass to Brett Howden, but Murray comes up with a sliding pad stop. So again, still tied. We go a long time in this third period down the stretch here without a whistle, but that changes when Greg McKaig draws a tripping penalty in the neutral zone. Brian Dumoulin goes off for two minutes and just four minutes and a little bit of change remaining at this point. So another great opportunity for the Rangers here to regain the lead. Adam Fox was great on this power play. He had a couple of really tough keep-ins at the blue line when the Penguins are trying to clear, and it looked like the puck was going to go down the ice, and he somehow kept it in twice. And the Penguins really just cannot get the puck here. The Rangers really doing a great job keeping these penalty killers on the ice for about 90 seconds here, really. 
Panarin tried to hit Kako with a cross-ice pass, but Marino knocks it down, clears the puck out of the zone with about 30 seconds left in the man advantage. A good power play for the Rangers, like we said. They had the, the Penguins pinned deep in their zone. Their penalty killers were gassed, and they somehow do manage to at least clear the puck down the ice and go off for a line change. So the Rangers don't score here. The power play ends with 209 remaining in regulation. Back to even strength. And then Lindgren, you know, we've talked about all the good he's done, but he does make a little bit of a rookie mistake here. He clears the zone and just put a little too much sauce on it, and it goes down the ice for an icing with about 50 seconds remaining. Just kind of an unnecessary icing, but he'll learn. And fortunately, you know, the Rangers, you know, they weren't able to change lines here because obviously if you ice the puck, you got to keep your same unit out there. But the Rangers, they do do a nice job. They work the puck out after the faceoff. They get it into the neutral zone. And the Penguins do get one last chance, however. The Penguins bring it back in. And Russ passes from behind the net in front to Dumoulin. And Georgiev makes a clutch right pad save with about two or three seconds left. And this one goes to overtime. The Rangers' second time going to overtime in as many games. So we go to overtime and the Rangers roll out a three-man unit of D'Angelo, Kreider, and Panarin. Kreider actually out there to take the faceoff, which I thought was interesting, and he comes through. He beats Evgeny Malkin on the opening faceoff, and the Rangers get the first push. No, no really great scoring chances right off the bat here, though. The Penguins eventually get control of the puck, and there's a scramble in front of the, the Ranger net, and the puck bounces right to McCannon. He shoots just wide for the Penguins, and the Rangers' legs are dead at this point. The Penguins really keeping them pinned into their own zone, and these three guys, you know, D'Angelo, Kreider, Panarin, they've been out there for, you know, two-plus minutes just trying to hang in there. The Penguins just turn the puck over, and the Rangers go off for a change. And then the magic happened. Adam Fox carries the puck over the blue line, along the boards, up the left side there. He veers in just a little bit, and you think he's going to pass to Buchnevich because Buchnevich is positioned, you know, near the top of the right face-off circle, and Buchnevich has his, his stick, you know, kind of, kind of cocked back and like looking like he's about to take a slap shot in total slap shot position. But the Penguins do a nice job of kind of taking away that passing lane. So what does is, what is Adam Fox do? Without looking, he knows where Capo Caco is on the ice. He might have just seen him out of the corner of his eye. He dishes in deep to Caco, and Caco tips it in from the doorstep. And that is just an outstanding victory for the Rangers. Couldn't have drawn it up much better. Like we said, just just a fun, fun win. It wasn't perfect at all times. It's not like the Rangers went out there and dominated this one from, you know, the opening faceoff to the overtime period because there were times where they, they truly did not have the better of play and the Penguins were kind of skating circles around them. But they hang in there, they persevere, they surrender a 2 nothing lead, and they still find a way to get it done in the overtime period. It's unfortunate that, you know, the Penguins get a point out of it. But you know what? Who cares? It's it's one point. The Penguins got a point. Fine, whatever. They came back from 2 nothing. You could even say they deserved it. They deserve to get a point in this one. But the Rangers, again, finding a way to get the job done here tonight. It was an imperfect game for, for the Blue Shirts, but they hang in there, and they come away with two points in a big-time, you know, division matchup. Just awesome to see. And the Rangers now, in their last seven games, 5-1-1, one, and one. and if I can do some quick math here real quick, that is 11 points out of a possible 14 in their last seven games. You got to take that. You got to love that. You got to like where this team is at right now. Obviously, you know, there's going to be peaks and valleys this season. It is a young team. We'll see what happens, but this team, you know, at least so far, you know, we are, you know, how, how many games is this? Let's see. That is 16 games. We're 16 games into the season. 
right now, it looks like this team has kind of arrived a little bit ahead of schedule. They are playing well, and it's exciting. You know, this this rebuild, we're already kind of seeing the fruits of the labor to this rebuild, and I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens next. And the Rangers will be back in action on Thursday in Tampa Bay. That's another great test for the Rangers. The Rangers beat the Lightning earlier this season in the Garden. Now they go to Tampa Bay. That is on Thursday evening, 7 p.m., puck drop. That's going to be another good one, and we'll see what happens. That's the start of a brief two-game road trip. If we want to just look at the Rangers' schedule real quick here, they are at Tampa Bay on Thursday, 7 p.m. They are at the Florida Panthers, who they just lost to in a just a wild game in a shootout, and they, they've got a chance to pay them back for that. But they are at the Panthers on Saturday at 7 p.m., and then a little bit of a break. They're back home against the Washington Capitals next Wednesday 8 p.m. puck drop. So we'll look forward to all that. You know, Rangers playing some good teams here. And, you know, if you want to be a good team, you got to beat some good teams. And hopefully the Rangers can just keep it rolling. So once again, thank you guys for joining. Just uh, like we said, just an awesome win tonight. If you guys want to get in touch, send an email, lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. Again, that is lockedonnyrangers at gmail.com. If you prefer Twitter, you can always send a tweet at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.